Welcome to another episode of the Dose of Leadership podcast, the show that brings you inspiring and educational interviews with today's most relevant and motivating leaders. Each episode is dedicated to highlight real-life leadership and influence experts who dedicate their lives to the pursuit of the truth, common sense, and courageous leadership. And now, here's your host, Richard Ryerson. Hey, welcome to Dose of Leadership. So happy you're tuning in. This is the show helps you dramatically improve your individual and organizational effectiveness. If you listen to this show, it's a great free resource to help you to become a better leader because let's face it, leadership is central to everything that we do. Everything literally rises and falls with it. So I'm so happy you're tuning into this show. Another solo episode today. Based on your feedback, I'm getting a lot of great positive feedback on the solo episodes. I promised I would do more in 2017 and so here we are. And today I started writing this one. I was going to write a blog post, and I, I will transcribe this once I get done, but um, it's going to help if I just talk through this content because I start writing and it hurts, and I need to be. I wish I was a better writer. I'm determined to become a better writer. I'm working on a book. I need to finish this book. But man, writing hurts. I know it's no excuse, but uh, let me just get some of these thoughts out because this is almost like a rant because I've been thinking about this this show is titled Stop Bitching About Your Boss. You've got way more influence than you think. I got in an argument with a coworker, a fellow pilot that I work with. And it's obviously it's a large organization. There's a lot of pilots where I work and you know, no matter where you work, there's going to be this gap between management and the frontline workers, particularly if you've got a union involved. And so I get that. I mean, you could have the best of intentions and you're just going to have this gap that exists basically because of this, you know, scientific management theory that was espoused from the turn of the century, the industrial revolution, you know, kind of created this, this gap and, you know, this leadership or styles of leadership, or it's up to leadership to kind of solve or close that gap. And I'm a huge proponent of that. I don't like scientific management theory. I like to common sense leadership principles, you know, of, of investing in people, of creating a decentralized decision-making um, culture of leadership. That's the key. It's been validated hundreds of times on this show by CEOs and other business leaders and entrepreneurs that are doing just that. So I know that that's what works and that's what we profess here. That's what we stand by at Dose of Leadership. And so I'm in this argument with this fellow pilot. And it's basically because um, essentially the situation that we had was a customer service challenge and I had contended that we need to go out and as leaders of this aircraft before we took off, this was on the ground, that we need to take care of the situation. And, and the fellow pilot, this captain had said to me that, look, you know, they don't pay me to do that. And I don't like that philosophy. Now, again, this is a minority. Most pilots aren't that way. It's just one of those old curmudgeon guys that just, you know, believed that he says, you know, you pay, I'll do exactly what you pay me to do. And so as we started talking about this before we kind of got into this argument, he said, look, you know, I've been at this company for 26 years, I think he said. And his rationale was he's been beat up these 26 years by inept leadership at the top. And therefore, until they got it right, then he would start to exhibit the appropriate leadership response. 
And I just did not like that response at all because my argument was, look, that's fine. I don't agree necessarily everything that senior leadership does in any organization that I've worked for, nor is it to be expected. I mean, good things come out of conflict, of you know, healthy conflict. But we are a customer-facing position, i.e. the pilots, the flight attendants, the gate agents. And the customer has no care, no wit at all of how great or dysfunctional the leadership, the senior leadership is in this company that we're working for. And so why should I punish the customer? Because I may have dysfunctional leadership at the top. His argument was, look, you treat a dog bad, you chain a dog to a tree, you don't treat him with respect, the dog's not going to respect you. And I didn't think that was a good analogy because, again, when we're talking about a leadership culture here, and I think this is critical and this is important to understand, that the mid-level managers, and particularly an organization where you have employees or yourself, if you are in a customer-facing position, You have an inordinate amount of influence over the culture of the business, of the survivability of the business, sometimes in a large measure, way more than anything that the senior leadership does at the top level. Now, I know, don't get me wrong, you've heard me talk about this. Of course, leadership starts at the top. Setting the example is Leadership 101. And yeah, of course, I would love to work in an organization where all the leaders above me get it. Because it makes it extremely difficult to work in an environment where you've got dysfunctional leadership at the helm. I get it. And yes, organizations may fail if the senior leadership is too dysfunctional and they make too many bad decisions. However, let's not discount how much influence that we have from the middle and below. The number one question that I get on this show is, this is all fine and well, we talk about leadership and we talk about senior leadership a lot and how we can become more effective leaders so we can you know, spread that leadership responsibility throughout the entire organization. We know that's the best scenario, but in the reality is, look, we know and we're not blessed and sometimes we're, we're given the, the hand that we're dealt and we can't control in many instances, particularly if it's a large organization, how good or how bad the leadership is at the top. But the real leadership of any organization, and I'm talking about where the culture really becomes ingrained, from an execution standpoint, is really from the middle and below. And particularly if you've got employees or individuals or key stakeholders who have a customer-facing position, they are the ones that can really change the course, the direction of the company. Yes, it will be so much easier and so much more beneficial if the leaders at the top were pushing the intent downwards, were empowering people down below. That's always the ideal that we're pushing for. But let's be realistic. How many of you are in a position right now where the senior leadership just doesn't get it? What are your options when you're faced with that? Again, this is the number one question that I get on this show. And I've talked about this before. I've even asked some guests, what do they do? And the solution always goes around 
something to the effect of there's basically three options. Two of them are viable, one of them isn't. The one that isn't, which is the most easiest and the most gratifying on the short term, is bitching about the boss, bitching about the situation. Just like this captain I was in the argument with, well, look, if they treated me better, I would respond better. Wrong answer. Yeah, I know it doesn't feel good to be chained to the tree and not treated with respect. But the hand that's feeding you, i.e. the customer, it's not their fault that the leadership may be dysfunctional. It's not their fault. And so it's therefore it's our obligation as leaders to set the example and satisfy that customer and the expectations that, you know, for what they paid for. It's common sense. I don't know why we would even argue this situation, but you see it every now and then. It's easy to bitch around the water cool, cooler and complain about your lot in life because the leadership above you is so crappy. I think that's a piss poor excuse. And it's nothing more than an excuse and it shouldn't even be allowed if you want to call yourself a professional, if you want to call yourself a leader. We all want to be treated with respect. I get it. We have way more influence than we imagine. So if you're in a place that isn't a nice place to work, what are the options? Well, you can bitch about the boss. I said that's not a valid option, so let's throw that out the window. The second one is I can leave. Easier said than done. I get it. But again, I'm not going to settle for that excuse either because life is too short to be miserable and to feel like we are chained to our situation. And particularly if we feel like there's a higher calling and our talents can be served better elsewhere, then go take the leap. I know it's not easy. But however, if you value this company, maybe the situation isn't suitable at the moment to take the leap. For whatever reason, it's everybody's personal choice. The other choice is you choose to stay. And if you stay, then as a professional, you need to invest in that organization and you need to invest in that dysfunctional leadership. And what I mean by that is as a professional... As much as you can, add value to the situation and try to make the dysfunctional leaders better leaders. Don't take the dysfunction out on the customer-facing positions. Again, it's not their fault. And they have an expectation. And those frontline folks have tremendous influence over the brand. And the other thing that's critical and, and you have to understand is that if you have direct reports, you have way more influence over those lives of those people that report to you than any senior leader does above you. The CEO of an organization has very little impact, or at least comparatively so, to the, to the direct report of that individual. So the direct report, whoever that direct supervisor, leader, manager is, has an infinite amount of influence over that individual. Think about that. 
And it's the same in your position. Think about who you directly report to. That person has way more influence over your life than any top-level leader in that organization. So my point is, stop bitching about the boss. Look at your options. There's three. Bitching isn't one of them. Leave, which can be difficult. So if you're going to stay, add value. Invest in that relationship. You will be amazed at what can happen. Does that mean that you might have to swallow your pride? Yes. Does that mean you may have to be the person behind the scenes? Possibly. But basic leadership fundamentals. Do the right thing even though no one's looking. And leadership will always, always, always cost you something. It will cost you your time, certainly. It will cost you your freedoms, yes. It will cost you your rights, absolutely. But that's where the real value comes from. You've heard me say it before. Those that sacrifice, those that lay down their lives, figuratively, get to experience the resurrection power that comes with that. And that's what's called for in these types of situations. I hope that makes sense. I wanted to get this off my chest. Let me know what you think about stop bitching about your boss, if it makes sense, as professionals. And if you, you wouldn't be listening to the show if you weren't a professional. We're obligated to take care of that customer-facing customer individual or that customer at that, that, that level. We're obligated to take care of the folks that we're accountable for. And if we have the time and if we have the energy and we have the willingness to stay in the organization, do what we can to add value in every transaction, particularly with that dysfunctional leader. Try to develop a professional relationship with them and add value to them and make them a better leader. Because I guarantee you, if you see dysfunctional leadership at the top, they're just as you know, clueless and scared as you are. I can guarantee you, if it's a type A personality and he's driving and driving and driving, he's got imposter syndrome lurking in the back of his head. He's an introvert. If he's closing the door, he doesn't want to talk to anybody. They're insecure. They feel they have the imposter syndrome too. Dysfunctional leaders overcompensate for whatever insecurities that they have. You know this. So take a stand, be a leader, take charge, and do the right thing. All right, let me know what you think about this show. Reach out to me at doseofleadership.com, which is brand new. I just launched a brand new look. I'll be launching here a new theme song and a new intro, freshen things up since we're coming up on the five-year anniversary. I do appreciate you being a fan of the show. Let me know what you think about it. Reach out to me at richard at doseofleadership.com or go to the contact page at doseofleadership.com. Also, take a look at my Legacy Leader Blueprint, my online video course where you get 20 videos that talk about the fundamentals of leadership, leading yourself, leading others, and transformational leadership topics. And if you want to spend $349 per seat, you'll get the videos plus four live coaching sessions facilitating questions with me. So take a look at that also at doseofleadership.com, or you can go straight to LegacyLeaderBlueprint.com. Enter your email address and you'll get a free 20-minute video that highlights the top secrets of leadership and gives you the information about the course. All right, thank you for being a fan of the show, and I will see you on the next episode. Hey, thanks for tuning into the show. Go to richardryerson.com or doseofleadership.com and fill out the contact page and reach out to me. Let me know where you're at your leadership journey. Also, if you want access to my brand new online leadership course to help become a better leader, go to legacyleaderblueprint.com. 
fill out your email and you gain access to a free 12-minute video that will reveal the top secrets of leadership and also show you how you can gain access, exclusive access to my online leadership course. That's LegacyLeaderBlueprint.com. Hope to see you on the inside. Thanks for tuning into the show.